Okay, welcome to another episode of Spry. Uh, We recently lost a dear friend of ours, and it reminded us that we've wanted to discuss a topic that touches everyone at some point, and that is funerals. Um, So in this episode, we're going to share tips and ideas and insights that we've gained through our own personal experiences uh, about, you know, related to both paying respects and honoring those people that we've lost and supporting the fa- the friends or family that are still here and, and going through a difficult and sensitive time. So this is a pretty big and broad topic and it's by no means exhaustive. Um, these were just the things that were top of mind for us as we've been experiencing this over the last couple of weeks. Um, and so we'll, we'll definitely revisit funerals again and we would love to hear anyone's suggestions and insights and ideas too, because we're we're definitely still learning. And I just wanted to make a really quick note to say that we're from Utah. So most of our experiences are related to the LDS faith and are rooted in our local traditions here. Um, we won't be talking about funeral potatoes, but that is a, a big tradition yeah. here. We'll, we'll share mom's recipe because we think it's the best. Um, but um, we're really interested in learning more about other traditions and other cultures and practices because I think, again, we, we have a lot to learn and we love any and all feedback. So without further ado, we'll begin. Okay, so my first tip would be Let's respect the family's wishes and understand your relationship with the deceased. So be very careful and thoughtful on showing up at a funeral, especially if it's a very small private funerals. If there's not a published obituary with funeral details and you've not received a direct invitation from the family, um, you you probably shouldn't uh, just show up. You're likely not invited. You know, and there's other, and that's okay if you're not invited. Don't Don't feel bad about that. There's other ways that you can pay your respects and support the family. Um, So speaking about direct invitations, here it's traditional and maybe everywhere that, that there's a luncheon served afterwards. And that doesn't mean that everyone who shows up to the funeral is invited to this luncheon. Um, as far as the church that I go to, I've been on the committee that serves the lunch, and it's just volunteer people, and they've been given a head count by the family, and it can go wildly in one direction or the other. You can have 50 less than they said or 50 more, and it causes a lot of stress, and these are people doing this out of the goodness of their heart. So be very careful about sticking around for the lunch or thinking that you're you're invited when you haven't been. Um So another tip would be to send flowers, food, and gifts to the correct address because perhaps whoever you're sending these to, they're not even at home at the time uh, or they're actually living in another place. Just make sure. I've just had a lot of experience where flowers come to the wrong place or come to the business place and they should have gone to the home or whatnot. So just make sure everything goes to the, to the right place. Um, be thoughtful about the recipient of the flowers, the food or gifts. Um, 
One of our favorite lines from Sex in the City is when Charlotte, on seeing a tacky floral arrangement at Miranda's mother's funeral, says, they were supposed to say, I'm sorry for your loss, not you're dead, let's disco. So send the right gift at the, with the right tone. Um, if you were not very close to the deceased, you shouldn't send an epic flower arrangement, but also don't, don't send someone um, who hates to read a book about grieving. Don't send someone who hates taking care of houseplants a houseplant. All things like that. Just use use your head. Yeah, and I think that, um, again, everything is done in with, like, good intent, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to do something. I want to show up. And so, you know, these are ideas that we've had for gifts that we love that we feel like are good for any relationship that you had with someone. Um, we can't emphasize this enough. I think we've talked about this before. Just sending a text with a nice note of support and saying there's no need to respond, but just letting people know that you're thinking of them. Um, leaving a kind comment on the person's obituary. I know that when Tina died, we went through that obituary a lot just to sort of read what people were saying. And it was super appreciated and really recognized like, oh, did you see so-and-so left a comment? Um, both of those things are free. Uh, sending a physical card with a supportive handwritten note. Um, I think also in the card, including a memory you have. A lot of people don't think about that, but it's really impactful to just share a memory of, even if you didn't know the person well, or, but if you did just sharing something. Yeah. That's what people shared on the obituary um, comments section too. And it, it was very interesting because these things were completely unknown to us, right? you know, these are memories she made with people she'd worked with for 15 years. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's super, um, you know, again, not, not really expensive, not over the top, but very meaningful, whether you're super close with somebody or maybe not, um, a DoorDash gift card, uh, you know, a gift card to a nursery. So someone could choose, like, maybe they don't want a house plant, but they want a cactus or a, something or something to or plant in your yard yeah. friends of ours when uh, my brother-in-law passed away they actually bought us something to plant in our yard a lilac bush so that you know for years yeah. decades now we've had this lilac bush that they gave to us yep i love that shrub and making a donation to their uh favorite nonprofit organization, or if an organization is specified in the obituary, um, I thought that that's a very nice gesture as well. And I think that's really important. I think a lot of, in a lot of people will ignore that note when it says in lieu of flowers, please donate, and they'll still send flowers. And there is a reason that someone has asked for you to make that donation instead. So just be respectful of that. Um, and then, uh, I, I I did receive it's uh, it's interesting. I one of the gifts I received when Tina died was a plant, um, but the the plant was delivered with a note that I thought was really meaningful. So you know maybe you know connecting what you're what you're giving to um, you know to the gift. So uh, she she said she sent me a letter and she said. Um, I'm probably going to cry. Wow. <laughs> uh, a friend bought me a plant after my dad died because she said, you follow death with life. A year later, when it the plant died, I thought about how it was just death following life again. A cycle we often don't see until it's painfully confronting us. So while I wouldn't say 
I'm a plant person. I do think that plant made it about a year, which is really good for me and us. Um, you know, it was it was like the connection of the note with the gift that yeah. was so meaningful. And her her shared experience, even though she didn't know, you know, didn't know this, didn't know my sister, she knew me. So anyway, and I, she I really appreciated death. that. Yeah, you know, death and loss. Um, one of the gifts that all three of us received from a great group of friends that I have was a pair of sunglasses and a like nice sunglasses. They, you know, and a pack of tissues and they called it to hide your eyes and dry your eyes. And we loved that. And we actually, you know, we even wore the sunglasses at Tina's funeral. And that was something that they knew we would love and use all the time, but it was also thoughtful and connected to a note that made it more impactful. Yep. Um, we had friends bring us, uh, some very fabulous macarons, uh, or is it macaron? Macarons, anyway, yeah. uh, from a local bakery, um, and just said, you know, these are sweets to to connect with your sweet memories, um, which I thought was nice. Like um, we also had a friend who gave us this star ornament. Um, and I brought an example of one because I think we've since bought a lot of these because we thought this was such a nice gift. So, you know, it's like a, a handcrafted star ornament. It could be anything related to stars. Um, but she gave us this along with a quote that said, uh, perhaps they are not stars in the sky, but rather openings where our loved ones shine down to let us know that they're happy, which is an Eskimo proverb. Um, and that's something that, um, you know, we've, we really connected with and have used a lot since. Yeah. We use our star as an ornament on our tree now. Yep. Yeah. And there's a lot, there are lots of great, um, star quotes out there. Um, uh, and then I did receive some books, um, but I, you know, and I got this note that said, I don't know how to help, but this book looks like it might be a good stepping stone when you're ready, which I thought was really lovely. Um, and I, you know, again, I like, I think it's okay to say like, I don't know what to say. I don't mm -hmm. know how to help. I care about you. Um, and I did receive another book again from a friend who had gone through a big loss that said, this book really helped me. So, um, you know, making that connection, uh, which was great. Um, and then, uh, um, the, we, we, I love Starbucks. Uh, and so we had some friends buy us a Starbucks gift card that just said, you know, just a couple of friends wanting to buy some friends like you a drink, um, which I thought was nice. Yeah. Food is always a great gift, but I love the idea of a gift card because then you're not overwhelming someone with, you know, perishable food that needs yep. to be eaten right away. Um, we did have one experience, and this would be if you're very in the know on things. Um, when Tina died, I don't know who sent us, like on mom's doorstep was like a giant bag of bagels and cream cheese. The, the morning, the morning after, after she, she died. died. For breakfast. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. of course, like we really weren't in the mood at the time, but about 1 p.m., <laughs> suddenly we all had a bagel. And I feel like we just ate those bagels for days. They were like mm -hmm. Jesus with the fish or something. It's like, <laughs> I feel like a bagel. And yeah. there there was, and I have, we did have a friend, um, they lost their dad and we just happened to find out that night. And so we had bagels delivered on the first day and we kind of got the same feedback like, oh, wow, those bagels just really came in handy. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you're, you know, 
thinking about uh, thinking about it. Uh, that that was a good like sort of day one type, you know, sustenance. Another good food gift is post funeral. I yeah. mean, so we after my brother in law's funeral, his, his we didn't eat at his luncheon. I'll just put it at that. And so we came home. It was a long day. We were exhausted and tired. And on our doorstep was a box of my very favorite great harvest sugar cookies that our nanny left us. And she just said, I thought, I thought you'd need a treat after a long day. And I think we ate the whole box and just yeah. that sugar <laughs> and having that there post funeral because you're exhausted, you're hungry. And so we've tried to pass that on to a friend of ours when she lost her father-in-law, we did a gift basket full of food. And she even mentioned to me that that's something she'll never forget because they came home and just wanted to binge eat after the funeral. Yeah. And they had, they came home and had a basket of food on their porch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess the irony of the luncheon, it's kind of like a wedding. Like you're just, you're, you're tired and you're talking to people and there's a lot going on and you just forget and sometimes to eat. you don't get yeah. to eat enough. And so, yeah, just, just a Trader Joe's run and mm-hmm. a couple of big bags of all the little Yeah, snacks. some pantry food, something that's not going to go bad. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, let's talk about our handkerchiefs because this is really connected with their, with our recent loss and one of our favorite things. Yeah. A close friend of mine recently passed away and she, many years ago created this, she had this idea to embroider handkerchiefs to be passed out to family and close friends at the funeral. She, uh, she would put a, I don't know, a symbol on it, but most of the time, um, just uh, the letter of their first name on them, just something to make them personal for those who are um, at the funeral and passed them out. And it is just such a fun thing to do. Not fun. It's it's a it's a thoughtful thing to do. Yeah, it's and a it's great hard. memento. We have an embroidery machine, so we embroider our own. But there's many you know, commercial places where you can have this done for someone. If you don't have that, you can order them from um, Deseret Book has them, but Amazon is king and they can get there fast enough because you usually only have about a week to get them done. And sometimes families are big and you've got to do 50 or or 100. And and, uh, during the time of this person who originated this, um, her passing and her funeral, because people associated this with her, there were many people who were thinking they were the only one going to pull this off for her service. So if we wouldn't have all coordinated and kind of heard through the grapevine, uh, we would have had, you know, a thousand handkerchiefs there. But anyway. I still, and I still have all the handkerchiefs yep. that you I guys have, have made for me. Stacked in a yeah, drawer. Stacked. And it's so fun to mm-hmm. just see them every once in a while. Yeah, and I think it brings, so it brings warm memories when you see them, yeah. you know, in your closet or wherever yeah. it does. And I also think it's great, you know, just hopping on to another tip, to remember the people who are on the fringe, like, um, you know, not someone who's the sister, but, but what about the super good friends or, you know, um, you know, a, a business partner, business a caregiver, that those people are really hurting. This is someone they were with day 
after day. And so it's it's really nice to maybe do something for them. I know, you know, people did things for me after this friend passed and I and I thought that is just so so sweet. Yeah, it's not always family that's grieving. We have to remember right. coworkers, neighbors, anyone yep. that you knew that might be close. Right. So um another tip would be to just, you know, kind of Put it in your calendar or whatever you do to make your brain remember things. And remember that one-year anniversary of the death. Uh, surprisingly, after my daughter's death at the one-year anniversary day, we received flowers and cards. I, I just couldn't believe there were so many people who remembered and just wanted to say, hey, I'm still thinking of you, you know, Um and, and about a year after her death, we were at a at an event and ran into some people I hadn't seen in about ten years, and they just said, "Oh, how's how's Tina doing?" And people usually didn't ask about her. She didn't have a large group of friends or anything, but they had remembered her, and they had little kids, her kids' age, and just said, "How's she doing?" And I said, "Oh, my gosh, she passed away," and I just started crying. Like I might right now, but, um, and I hope I didn't make him feel awkward because in reality, I was so touched that they even remembered her, that that is actually a really nice memory for me now that, that they would even ask about her. So. Yeah. Um, I worked with a woman who was from Iran, uh, and she remembered the one-year anniversary of Tina's death because in Iranian culture, the one-year anniversary is another special day where you visit the cemetery and there are, um, you know, cultural uh, events that happen around that. And so I thought, oh, that's that's really nice. Um, and it was just something that she had brought up because it's, you know, the, that one-year date is a is a big deal in their culture. And not to move off the topic of funerals totally, but we had a friend who um, we marked her one year anniversary of being cancer free. And that was super impactful for her too. And I, I didn't realize that at the time I just thought, Oh, I'm going to send her cookies because my iPhone had popped up photos of her celebration of being cancer free. So I thought, Oh, I'm just going to send cookies to their house because it's been a year. And she just said, you can't believe how important this one year day is to me. Yeah. So it's more than just a loss or something like, remember these, these moments that were hard for someone and, you know, do something yep. positive for them. I think that's great. Um, and, uh, you know, another tip I have is just reaching out after any amount of time has passed. Um, when, so uh, my daughter's named Estelle and my friend Big Estelle, uh, she sent something after her birth, but it was like three weeks later. And she said, oh, I do that on purpose because all the flowers are wilted <laughs> and all the cakes are gone and everyone has forgotten about you three weeks later. And, uh, you know, and so I thought, oh, that's really nice. Um, yeah, it doesn't it always just, have to come right away. Have, yeah, it doesn't. It, 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 the, it's the thoughtfulness versus the timeliness, I think, that matters the mm -hmm. most. And True. so, you know, it's okay. Hey, if a month has passed, it's still okay to say something. Um, and, you know, I think we, we talked about this a little while ago, but just, you know, getting cards in the mail and handwritten notes in the mail over time um, is, is very meaningful. Um, in terms of like the funeral itself, I think I've learned over the years to like 
come prepared. So I always think about like a bride being prepared for a wedding and I've started like bringing the items to funerals that might be helpful. So, uh, you know, watching, well, number one, like watching the weather in general, but bringing in Utah, we, yeah, winter funerals can be really hard. And so, you know, we usually bring, um, you know, extra boots for people that may have come in out of town. So I usually will bring like two or three pairs of boots, bring blankets, umbrellas, um, things like, you know, a go bag with gum, mints, extra Kleenex, bobby pins, rubber bands. When I had little kids and like my family had little kids, we would have extra diapers, extra wipes, you know, those types of things. But, you know, I just like kind of have this go bag for a funeral because more often than not, it's like, oh, does anybody have, you know, a hair tie or Mm -hmm. whatever? Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, One of the gifts that we were given when my brother-in-law died was the gift of childcare. Oh, yes. When he passed away, our kids were little. I mean five and three or four and two, very small enough that even though they they loved their uncle and they had spent a lot of time, I wasn't going to bring them to the funeral just because they would be a distraction. And it was going to be a very long day. And one of my good friends, instead of being at the funeral, which she wanted to, I said, would, I can't remember if I asked her if she offered, I said, would you watch the kids? And she, of course, took them. And what a gift that was. Oh, Even yeah. more impactful than if she had attended the funeral, she took the little kids so that we could, you know, really spend that day mourning and, and talking to family who was there and things like that. Yeah, one of Estelle's friends' moms sent me a text uh, just saying, hey, can I have your kids over for a play date? And I was like, that would be so great. You know, we've got, we're preparing for the celebration of life. Could they just come over so we can do that? And that was, that really is a gift to just you know, allow someone, you know, freedom to run errands or get things done. Yeah. Sometimes it's that practical support during Mm -hmm. a funeral that can be so helpful to anyone who's helping with the planning or preparation of it. So offering to help with running errands or, you know, can I go to the store and grab eggs for you or helping with any sort of chores? Um, we had people offer to help us with our yard, um, for the celebration of life that we had for Tina, just any sort of way to alleviate the burden Um, and offering to help with funeral logistics Um, for Tina's celebration of life. That's where my friends really showed up for us. They came over, they were putting pictures in frames. Um, We had a dear friend do offer to do all of the decor and table, uh, table, table scapes, all of the flower arrangements we made we were doing these charcuterie boxes and we had friends, we had cousins, we had so many people that showed up just to help us with these practical tasks that needed to be done for this big event. Um, Helping set up chairs, you know, cleaning up all of these things, you know, you can really help, help out there. Yeah. That was huge. Many hands make light work as they say. And now that we're reviewing this, I'm feeling like, did I learn Am I there for people? I feel like it's always... I hope I try harder. Yeah, it's it's always a continual learning, right? Like I know that there have been opportunities that I've missed where I have done nothing after someone had a loss or something hard happened that I think, where was I? What was going on? So it's just, we're continually trying to be better and to be more helpful. Yeah. So, um, you know, again, we'd love everyone's feedback. If you have tips and tricks and, um, you know, 
as we're saying, we're constantly learning and trying to do better. Um, and I'm sure this is a, a topic that we will revisit again. Yeah, so there's a whole nother topic of running a funeral versus yes. just being a support for someone else who's having a funeral that we can do a whole episode yes. on. We'll call this funerals part one. <laughs> right. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us on all of the socials at Stay Spry or at staysbry.com. And the Spry Podcast is a production of On Air Studios. Thank you.